Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXPG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. I hope you had a happy Columbus Day. I'm back from the Outer Banks. I was in the cheap seats near Kitty Hawk without a tan, and the whole time I was maskless and unvaxxed, and I'm healthy as an ox. But if I die from the Rona in the next two weeks, feel free to have a laugh at my expense. So I went to the Wright Brothers Bicycle Shop, and apparently they are the descendants of distant cousins of Orville and Wilbur. And they think that this whole flying machine thing is a fad, and it just won't last. I'm just kidding. It's October, and all the bicycle, sh bicycle shops are closed. And I'm not a huge fan of NASCAR, but let's go Brandon. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I am your host, The Madman. So we are looking for an intern. And if you are in the Fredericksburg, Virginia area, and you have some time in your evenings that you want to learn how to be like a, a producer on podcasts and video casts, you can get in touch with us. You can email admin at fxbgpr.com or myself, madman, at fxbgpr.com. We would appreciate it if you're uh, looking to learn something or maybe we can uh, trade for your expertise for studio time. We can figure something out. We just You just got to start the conversation. Admin at, at fxbgpr.com and madman at fxbgpr.com. Email one of them and we can get that conversation started. So I want to remind you that I am on YouTube and I am on BitChute as well. Search for Shock Monkey Radio. Uh, I also have a cash app. Use the cash tag Shock Monkey Radio if you want to support me. Send me some cash. Send me a note. Uh, speaking of notes, if you want to be featured in my mailbag, you can email me, madman at fxbgpr.com, and I'll put you in the, email, in the mailbag. And uh, I won't use your name unless you specifically say it's okay to use my name. All right. Uh, also, uh, I have a Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. There you can become a patron. Help me out. Help support this show. Help keep food in my mouth. I know what you're thinking. That guy doesn't have trouble eating. Anyway, <laughs> I would appreciate it. Help me out. Patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. So I spent this last week with my family in the Outer Banks. And it's interesting to look at how similar DNA to mine shakes out in the wash. First of all, I have to admit, we're a good-looking family. I don't know exactly how I got swindled in that deal, but yeah, we're a good-looking family. But also, I'm not the only politically-minded family member. That makes me feel a little less weird. Additionally, I am not the only weird one. Meaning I am not the only one who is socially awkward, standoffish, slightly on the spectrum, and drinks a lot. I am not the only one who loves tacos, but let's be honest, who doesn't love tacos? I am not the only one who is a picky eater and who hates tomatoes. I am not the only anti-maxer, masker, anti-vaxxer, or fan of Brandon. Although I already knew this about those certain family members, they were still quite cautious about broaching su such topics. Quote, so, uh, how do you feel about Donald Trump? And then we'd step outside for a smoke and have a conservative interchange, like a couple of closeted gays at a straight people party. I guess that's all the point of the word kinship. 
your kin are very much like you, like you, and therefore face many of the same, many of the similar challenges and vices and even health issues later in life. We all sat back at times and wondered how long ago we were all together and no one could really pinpoint it. It's a shame that families day, these days are spread out over the country and sometimes the world. And we only really get together for funerals and weddings. But it's good to commune with family in better times as well. Perhaps we all need to be spending more time with our families because if you look at the future with a caustic eye like Tim Poole does, you may need your family in dire times that we may face in the future. I, however, don't think we'll be fighting in the streets with our children at our feet, but regardless, interaction with your family can make your life better. You are more likely to help a family member than a stranger, and maybe it's even easier to ask for help from family. In the past, my family has always let me move in with them, help me find employment, and a family member helped me get into the business of talking on the radio slash internet. All in all, it was a good time in the Outer Banks, so spend some time with your family like I did. They're, they're like your default friends when you come into this world, this mad, 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 mad world. <clears throat> All right, I think it's going to be a short show today. Okay. Happy Columbus Day. Now, I know the flat earthers are all behind this. All, all behind this Indigenous People Day. I, I guarantee you the flat earthers are behind this. Anyway, when Chris took off west and accidentally discovered America, it involved more technology and education that most Native Americans could have possibly imagined. Columbus was so wrong about where he was that he called them Indians because that's where he thought he was. But the only reason the name stuck is because he wrote it down. FYI, most Native American cultures had did not have writing. In short, Christopher Columbus unintentionally contributed more to humanity's understanding of the world than any Native American up until that point. I am not saying that Native Americans are culturally irrelevant, but technology and innovation matters. Technology and innovation enhances your culture. The most advanced cultures in the Americas were perhaps the Aztecs. And sure, they had writing in a kindergarten picture pages kind of sense, but they were also sacrificing human beings to the sun monster and playing a deadly sport that's like a combination of soccer and basketball. And that was the pinnacle of Mesoamerican culture. What Columbus Day is meant to celebrate is the discovery of the continent that has now become our home. It is not a celebration of the evils you imagine must have happened in those days. The quote-unquote technologically advanced Europeans were also burning witches around the same time Chris Columbus found the New World and proved that the Earth was not flat. After all, a culture does not need to know how to write in order to take slaves, murder people, rape people, take land through conquest, etc., etc., because these are the sins of every single civilization, including the Native Americans. They were not peaceful eco-hippies who actually were one with the planet. Smoking peyote makes you feel like you're one with the earth. It doesn't actually make it so. 
Native Americans pooped and peed where they liked. They had zero sanitation level, dig? Science, technology, and innovation matters. And every single culture or society in human history that grow, it, it, every single culture or society in human history grows and at least competes with neighboring cultures and societies. Eventually, they make nations like the Iroquois Confederacy. And those na nations frequently war with other nations. Every nation and culture has done this and still does this to this day. Don't kid yourself. There is no utopia that the Native Americans were onto with their lifestyle any more than the, the Europeans' vision of utopia. What this is all about is a condemnation of Western culture, of the Western culture that built the greatest nation on Earth. The United States of America is the best nation on the planet, and this entire hijacking of Columbus Day, if you want Tecumseh Day, I'm fine with that. But this is all about undermining, undermining the Christians that created the finest government on earth. Because even if you pray to the wind spirit or, ever, or whatever, you are legally allowed to. And the Americans, the Americas, excuse me, were settled by the French, British, Dutch, Spanish, the latter leading to Hispanics. This is a condemnation of, a, of the Christian God coming to the new world. This is a condemnation of Christian Americans who built from scratch the greatest society in the entire world, not just the Western Hemisphere. Happy Columbus Day. At least he knew how to read. Excuse me. Yeah, it's making a real, well, real short show today. Uh, I was thinking about psychics. Do you think psychics know that their career might get to a low point where they're working at a psychic phone center? Maybe they know they'll get their big break right after that. Or maybe they'll just go learn a more marketable skill. Who knows? Uh, you would think if psychics, if psychics could, they would probably place some bets. That's what I would do with a superpower like that. A superpower like that Twilight Zone episode, The Prime Mover. I know there's all sorts of different types of psychic power, psychometry, clairvoyance, premonitions, telepathy, telekinesis. I get it. I play all those role-playing games too. But I wonder why there were no psychics shouting on the news on September 10th, 2001, that something big was coming. Why were they keeping this stuff to themselves? Maybe those psychics just kept their mouths shut and just called their stockbrokers. I suppose that makes sense. What about telepathy? If they could speak directly mind to mind with other psychics, I guess they could coordinate their stock buys and efforts in, in order to work together to ensure their survival. Perhaps the past centuries of pe people being burned at the stake, people like them being burned at the stake, has made them cautious. So now they conspire in secret using telepathy. Okay, I could buy that. Some speak to the spirits of the dead. I hear. I hear. <laughs> That's got to be nuts, right? You ever hear the psychic saying they don't understand the language the dead are using? I mean, depending upon where the psychic is, there could be hundreds of languages spoken by the dead around them. 
And who knows how far spirits can move? Don't psychics always ask, always ask, why are you here? And never, where have you been? Catch any good movies lately, ghosts? I, I bet ghosts really love smartphones and Netflix. They get to watch over our shoulders all the time. Anyway, I imagine telekinesis has got to be a tough one to have. Because if I had it, if I had telekinesis, I would start dressing like Sir Alec Guinness and, and I'll make everyone call me Master Madman. Because I would totally claim to be a Jedi. Maybe she'd call me Darth Madman. Or Darth Vague. Darth Vague, that's my, that's my Sith name. Yes, I'm that nerdy. Seriously, if I could move stuff with my mind, I would totally use it all the time and try to build a lightsaber. But I guess that could only draw attention by the other psychics. And the psychic cabal has a telepathic vote and they decide I must die and then they sick all the other telekinetics after me. No murder weapon would be found. The cops would say, geez, the cops always say, geez, it looks like he must have been hit by a bus. Not, geez, it looks like he passed, he pissed off a telekinetic. Anyway, it's all very interesting fiction. And I think... I think I have the basics uh, of a good comic book story uh, here to work with. So uh, anyway, when it comes to psychics, we don't exist. I mean, uh, they, they don't. They don't exist. That's what I meant to say. They don't exist. Psychics don't exist. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get into the news worth knowing. Real quick show. <laughs> I wrote a lot, too. I read fast, I suppose. Anyway, <clears throat> fuck Wyoming. Wyoming high school student on being arrested over refusal to wear a mask. Never thought I'd be taken to jail. A 16-year-old Wyoming student recounted on Fox and Friends First Tuesday to her a recent arrest at school over her refusal to wear a mask on school grounds. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Grace Smith, a Laramie High School junior, and her father, Andrew Smith, explained her suspension and trespassing arrest. Smith said she had been suspended multiple times for her continued willful disobedience. Quote, they gave me a second $500 citation for trespassing after my suspension and then proceeded to arrest me after putting the school in lockdown for an hour and a half, she said. Smith said she's faced three separate two-day suspension over refusing to mask up and receiving $1,000 in trespassing fines for refusing to leave the campus, saying that she, has a, that she had the right to be on school grounds to continue her education. Anchor Todd Pirro asked Smith uh, what, she was what was going through her mind when she was arrested. Quote, I wanted to go back to class just so I can learn. I never thought they would actually arrest me. Honestly, I was just, it really surprised me to see them put me in cuffs and take me to jail. Her father, Andrew, blasted the state government for not stepping up to the plate to defend her civil liberties. Quote, nobody would step in and act on Grace's behalf and support her civil liberties guaranteed in the Constitution of Wyoming. So it has been amazing to witness from an outside perspective and appalling, frankly, that they have uh, that they would take it this far, he said. Quote, nobody through the entire administration, whether it be law enforcement officers, the city police chief, the county sheriff, the governor's office, stepped in on her behalf. The school district approved approved the mask mandate on September 8th, making it mandatory for most students to wear masks in the build in all buildings and on buses. The mandate was set to expire on October 15th, but officials were scheduled to meet on Wednesday to revisit, revisit the plan. All right. I know what you think. I, I, I know you might think you know how I feel about this. 
But here's how I feel about this story. Um, high school students should not be used as uh, political pawns. You know, um, you can argue all day and night that it's wrong to have mask mandates. It's wrong to have you know, vaccine mandates. You can, you can argue until you're blue on the face. But if you're a minor and you're the parent of that minor, you tell that minor, it's like your, your education is of paramount importance, at least until you're 18. So you play by their rules, you get your education, and you go about your business when you're done. You know, I don't think that, uh, you know, for example, um, Greta Thunberg, Greta Thunberg coming out here saying, how dare you? I don't think that children who are under the age of 18 should be out there being political. I don't think they have any political rights at that point. When, once you turn 18, that's a different story. And if she were a high school senior and 18 years old and walking into school saying, I don't want to wear a mask, I think that, that you actually absolutely have that legal right. However, when you're a 16-year-old junior, your parents should not be, you know, if you want to say to your parents, I don't want to wear a mask to school, your parents have the responsibility to say, you're going to wear that mask to school because your education, you graduating high school is more important than this particular social uh, stance you want to take. That's just me. I think that I think that she's right that she shouldn't have to wear a mask in the school, and I don't think anyone should be wearing a mask in the schools or wearing masks. Period. You know, but this isn't the, the time to do it. You're 16 years old. Now you got something on your record. Now you're you know you're gonna have to pay these fines. You know, sooner or later, later you know it's gonna cost you time and money and a headache sometime down the road trying to get a job or something. And that's why I don't, you know, the parents should have stepped up and told her, it's like, look, play by the rules. And then once you're out of high school, you can, you know, live your own way because that's the way it's always been. Or else pull her out of the public schools, take her to private school, you know, or, uh, or, you know, homeschooler. You know, you really shouldn't be using children because she is still technically a child. You shouldn't be using children to push a political agenda. That is, I don't know, it's like, uh, like terrorism is always, is always political. Terrorism is always political. In the, and so, I mean, this is, it's like terrorism. It's like uh, uh, strapping a bomb to a, teen, a child and sending it towards little soldiers or something. Obviously, it's not that <laughs> caustic or anything like that, but it's just as immoral to some degree. You know, you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be using kids to push political agendas. You know, so I'm just I'm just as mad at uh, uh, this girl's parents as I am of Greta Thunberg's parents. No need to drag her into all this. All right, <clears throat> let's talk about Loudoun County, Loudoun County, Virginia. They've been having a hell of a news day, but I know uh, I'm not going to be talking about the Daily Wire story because that's a pretty rough, rough story being reported out of uh, Loudoun County. And that's kind of the bigger story. I'll let you research that on your own if you can find it. I know I think the Daily Wire broke it, and it's kind of awful. But let's talk about something else. So a Virginia student takes on school board over mask mandate. You're making, quote, you're making people go nuts. A, Virgi a Virginia student spoke out publicly against his school's mask mandate at a recent school board meeting. Noah Rafalski, who attends the school in Loudoun County, said on Fox & Friends, Thursday, the school board's decisions are not right. Quote, I think, that the, I think that is a crime to mask me and everybody else at Loudoun County Public Schools, he told the board Tuesday, telling them that his friend has yelled at him for not wearing his mask. Jeez, Louise. 
Quote, you turned him into a total madman. Hey, that's not very nice. This is what you're doing to us, he went on to say. You're making people go nuts, he told the board members. On Fox, on Fox and Friends, Noah said he doesn't understand why the school board is still requiring students to wear masks. Uh, I did, quote, I didn't feel like what they were doing is right, he told Fox News' uh, Ainsley Earhart. The Loudoun County School Board has faced immense scrutiny in recent months for its gender policy and support for critical race theory. The district made headlines in May for suspending elementary, uh, elementary teacher Tanner Cross over his explosive speech against the district's policy on gender, which required staff to use the students' preferred pronouns. Quote, I will not affirm that a biological boy can be a girl and vice versa because it's against my religion, Cross told the school board. The case went to the Virginia Supreme Court and ultimately a lower court uh, ruling required his reinstatement. The district uh, also faced backlash after it reported more than $34,000 was spent on critical race theory coaching for administrators. Dr. Ben Carson and an anti-CRT organization are two of many who have publicly opposed the Loudoun County School District's support of critical race theory. Noah's parents, Megan and Adam Rafalski, reported their son's decision to speak out against the school board and agree that masks, masks shouldn't be mandated. If, uh, quote, if people want to wear masks, then please go ahead. You're welcome to it, Megan Rafalski said. But we just don't feel it's right to mandate it. Adam Rafalski expressed the importance of the parents' voices being heard when it comes to the school policies and called on the board to implement policies that reflect parents' desires. Quote, we certainly believe that it's our right as parents to, to have influence on the schools, he said. They're an elected school board. Their salaries and, their and the teachers are paid by our tax dollars. Quote, many of the principals in this county were built, uh, was built on the fact that, there are, that, they, that we are a representative government. Uh, on Tuesday, Virginia Democratic, uh, of course, <laughs> last sentence of the, on Tuesday, Virginia Democratic gubernatorial candidate Tara McAuliffe made headlines in a debate when he said that parents should, quote, that, that parents should not be, quote, telling schools what they should teach. And if you've been, if you're in Virginia and you're following that race, you know, I think that phrase is going to sink his career. Uh, I think that Glenn, Glenn Youngkin should and probably will win because of what he said, it's like, because Terry McAuliffe saying that, you know, parents should have no saying what their parent, what their kids are being taught. That is, that's fascist. That's what it is. You know, it's we're the government. We, we can do it better than you. And that's wrong. That's wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, it's wrong. Uh, but you know, I think that this kid's doing, doing the right thing. You know, go talk to the school board with it. You know, go with your parents, talk to the school board about it. You don't just, you know, walk into the school defiantly without your mask just to, you know, then you keep getting in trouble, keep getting in trouble, you know, perhaps jeopardizing your, you know, your future, you know? Anyway, there's a right and wrong way to, you know, uh, stand, stand, uh, stand your ground on these issues. Everyone, you know, keep that in mind. <clears throat> so uh, let's go on to the next story. So Netflix suspends trans employee who criticized the Chappelle special, who crashed a business meeting. Now, uh, I know a lot of people are talking about Dave Chappelle's new special. I, I don't feel I can comment on it because I haven't seen it. I got rid of Netflix when I thought Netflix was becoming too woke. But I don't know. Maybe maybe I was wrong about them. All right, so Netflix suspended uh, three employees 
including a transgender staffer who spoke out against comedian Dave Chappelle's recent Netflix special for reportedly crashing a business meeting they were not permitted to attend. Uh, Netflix suspended the three employees and has launched an investigation into them for allegedly attending a quarterly business review meeting that invited only directors and vice presidents, the Los Angeles Times reported. Senior software engineer Tara Field, who is transgender, is among the three who were suspended. Uh, she has she has also spoken out about Chappelle's The Closure Special, which addressed the trans community after the comedian faced years of backlash and claims that he is, quote, transphobic. I work at Netflix. <laughs> she put the ad sign. Why am I saying she? That's a he, right? Anyway, uh, I work at, at Netflix. <laughs> uh, yesterday, we launched another Chappelle sh uh, special where he ta attacks the trans community and, there are, and the very validity of transness. That's not a word. All while trying to pit us against, each, uh, against other marginalized groups. You're going to hear a lot of talk about offense. We are not offended, Field said in one tweet on the special last week which was pinned on her Twitter account. Don't play that game, Fox. That's a dude. Quote, what we object to is the harm and content that this does to the trans community, especially trans people of color and very specifically black trans women. She added. A spokesperson for Netflix said Field's condemnation of the comedy special did not lead to the suspension. It is absolutely untrue to say that we have suspended any employees for tweeting about this show, the spokesperson told the Los Angeles Times. Our employees, our employees are encouraged to disagree openly and we support their right to do so. Netflix co-CEO Ted Sarandos and others who were invited to the quarterly meeting reportedly discussed how to handle employee concerns over the special. <laughs> we are going to discuss it in this meeting. Give us a chance. And <laughs> he also defended streaming the show uh, in a company memo obtained by Variety. Uh, quote, Chappelle is one of the most popular stand-up comedians today, and we have a long-standing deal with him. His uh, last special, Sticks and Stones, also controversial, is our most watched, stickiest, and most award-winning stand-up special to date, the statement read. Ooh, very clever. Quote, as with our other talent, we work hard to support their creative freedom, even though the, the means, this means there will be always be con content on Netflix that some people believe is harmful. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... <laughs> So apparently Dave Chappelle said, said some things that pissed off the trans community again. And, you know, in, in all fairness to the trans people, I mean, he did point like point directly at you and make fun of you. And uh, I think that the, that's okay. But I mean, it, it was it's quite specific by my understanding of the special. Uh, and I, I, I agree with Dave Chappelle. I believe that gender is a very real thing and you can't arbitrarily change change it just based upon how you feel or how you dress or whatever like that. And so, uh, and here's the thing is like Netflix is smart enough, smart enough to say is like, we are not, we are not going to abridge Dave Chappelle's freedom of speech. And we are not going to abridge the freedom of speech of our employees who disagree with Dave Chappelle. What you can't do is barge into a big wig, big wig meeting, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and not expect some sort of reprimand at your place of employment. If you're working at Netflix, you can't expect to do something like that 
and not at least face some sort of suspension, if not a termination, for behaving that way. You know? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's your livelihood. What's, what's the phrase? I heard it all the time back in the 90s. Uh, Don't shit where you eat. Okay. <laughs> I think that that's, uh, that's something a lot of these people, you know, don't understand. You know, don't shit where you eat. And so, I mean, it's <laughs> the audacity and the entitlement this person had and the, their accomplices this person had to think that they had a right to bust into some meeting like they're going to, they're going, some random employee at Netflix is going to be the uh, uh, de facto censor of the entire organization. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. They have a long-standing contract contract with Dave Chappelle. You could dislike him and hate on him on Twitter all, all day all all day long, but it's not going to stop him from being hilarious, and it's not going to stop people from wanting to see his comedy. You're out of your mind. You think a Netflix wouldn't fire your transgender ass just to keep Dave Chappelle as a client, making them buku bucks? I mean, I told you I left Netflix. I haven't seen the special because, and of course, at least people are talking about Netflix again because Netflix put out something that people want to see. Anyway, so good. Good for Netflix. That's what should happen to these people. You know, the employees can't dictate the way the business is conducted. All right? You're not an owner. You're not a stockholder. You know? You're, you're an employee. It's like the guy at the register at McDonald's trying to go to the, you know, running into the corporate meeting at, at McDonald's. Uh, we need to get this third piece of bread out of the Big Mac. What's the point of all that? Just feeding them carbs. It's empty carbs. You can't do that. Expect to keep your job. Anyway, let's go back to come back to Virginia. Get your act together, Virginia. So Virginia public school that removed officers experience a numerous violent fights. Quote unquote, free for all. <laughs> Alexandria, Virginia public schools are grappling with numerous instances of fights and brawls between students this year. <clears throat> which many parents and teachers believe is due to the city council voting to remove school resource officers in May. These idiots. Quote, I, I think not having them there has made it, I have to say, almost a free-for-all, a local mother, Jennifer Rohrbach, told ABC7. Rohrbach has a 14-year-old daughter who attends Alexandria City High School and has been alarmed by videos posted to social media showing students brawling at both the middle and high schools. She believes the violence would tick down if school resource officers were brought back to the campuses. <clears throat> Quote, we're willing to compromise, we're willing to work together, but uh, we're not trying to insist that our way is the only way, Warbach added. In one such video, students were seen brawling in the cafeteria of Alexandria High School just two days after the school year began. Quote, this was going to happen uh, on AC... HS parent one, I guess one ACHS parent told ALX now at the time, quote, take away the police from inside schools and you're going to see people get hurt. 
The Alexandria City Council decided in May, following a year of national protests calling for the police departments uh, be defunded, to remove the school resource officers and re reallocate $800,000 in funding to hire mental health counselors. Okay, the officers were, uh, were let go at the beginning of the school year, but no such counselors have been hired, ABC7 reported. Ooh, excuse me. Quote, I'm pleading with the city council this evening that we reinstate our school resource officers immediately, said Gregory C. Hutchings, Jr., superintendent, superintendent of schools in the city, just last week at a council city, a city council hearing, excuse me. Parents also held a rally in late September demanding the resource officers be brought back onto campus. The, ra the rally came after a, uh, a shooting took place just a few blocks from Alexandria High School and injured a student. Quote, we're out here today because we, we are parents and citizens who are concerned about the mounting violence in Alexandria schools, parent Liz Fuller told ABC7 at the time. There's been brutal fights where administrators and security guards have gotten pushed down along with the students. One local activist, Evelyn Urutia, forgive me, Urutia, of the nonprofit Tenants and Workers United for Alexand of Alexandria, said that the presence of the rescue uh, resource officers intimidates minority students and funds uh, would be better spent on other initiatives such as mental health. Quote, what I am saying is that we need a lot of moral su support. What is the mental support? Mental health is support. Mental health support is so important for our kids and staff. Your your Rutia said, violence has been present at the schools, even with resource officers. ABC Seven reported after reviewing police reports from 2017 to present day, but a police source told the outlet that the reports only showed half the violence, with many of the cases resolved on campus and without arrest. Another local police officer and president of the Southern States Benevolent Association, uh, Damon Minix, said resource officers at schools will act as a deterrent. Wherever you have a police officer, taste, uh, police officer safety tends to follow, he said. So here's the thing. It's like even with the resource officers there, I mean, they, they still had violence at the school. But now that the resource officers are gone, it's, it's a free-for-all. That's what they're saying. It's so, it's like, just like the whole defund the police thing, you know, it's like, oh, you take the cops away. It's like, if crime is the problem, you need more cops. That's how it is. That's how it's always been. Okay. If law, lawlessness is, is ruling, you need to bring in some law. That's how it works. You don't need, you know, mental health. You understand that not all, not, not all violence involves somebody who is, who is mentally ill. Sometimes it's just a malicious person. Or just a jerk, a bully. All right? So I hope you all are paying attention. Because, you know, these are these are Americans. These are young American lives. All right? Anyway, I got two more stories. Uh, yeah, I'm live on YouTube. Thank you. All right, so uh, I got two more stories. And uh, I like to get into lighter topics. And the last one is going to be a happier topic. Let's get on this lighter topic, and it doesn't really matter that much because Superman isn't real. Uh, so Dean Cain is, uh, says that Superman being bisexual in DC Comics is, quote, bandwagoning. As you know, Dean Cain played in the Man of Steel in the 1993 TV show Lois and Clark. So former Superman actor Dean Cain shared his thoughts on the recent revelation that the new Superman in DC Comics will be revealed to be bisexual. The comic book publisher announced on Monday that the son of Lois Lane and Clark Kent, Jonathan Kent, who recently joined as 
joined his dad as Superman, will begin a relationship with a male friend in an upcoming issue. Speaking on Fox and Friends Tuesday, Kane, who portrayed the Man of Steel uh, for four seasons in the 1993 TV series Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, shared his thoughts on the idea, noting that he, does, uh, that he doesn't believe a bisexual Superman is anything particularly groundbreaking. Uh, quote, it's hard for me to keep track of all the different Superman, Superman and different worlds and adventures that, has come, that he has had in the comics, Kane explained. New York Times noted that while there have been many comical ca characters who have come out recently, inclu including the newest iteration of Bad Batman's sidekick, Robin, <sighs> still makes me mad, uh, someone as high-profile Superman marks a significant moment in the LGBTQ plus community in comic history. Quote, they said it's a bold new direction. I say they're bandwagoning, Kane added. He continued to say, I don't think it's bold or brave or some crazy new direction. Uh, he didn't say brave and bold, did he? <laughs> it's not, I don't think it's bold or brave to have some crazy or some crazy new direction. If they had done this 20 years ago, perhaps it would have been bold or brave. But brave would have been having him fight for the rights of gay people in Iran, where they'll throw you off a building for the offense of being gay. That's a hell of a good point, Mr. Kane. Since his debut, John Kent has been heralded for tackling real-world issues like climate change and deport deportation of refugees from Metropolis. <laughs> Golly. Uh, quote, why don't they have him fighting the injustices that created the refugees whose, dis uh, whose deportation he's protesting? That would be brave. I would read that, Kane added. Or fighting for the rights of women who attend school and work <coughs> and live and boys not being raped by men under the new warm and fuzzy Taliban. Oh, he doesn't mince words. Dean Kane. <laughs> he concluded, quote, there's real evil in the world today, real corruption and government overreach. It'd be great for him to tackle the, those issues. I'd like to see a character doing that. I agree, Dean Kane. You're an awful Superman. Don't get me wrong, but I agree with you on this. And I'll be honest with you, you know, um, I haven't bought a comic book in almost 20 years, unless it was like a back issue, like I wanted a, a, a Silver Age Justice League book, you know. But modern comics, they've been, they've been kind of shit since the mid-90s, all right? Uh, around the mid-90s is when I stopped reading the, the, uh, the current issues of anything. Usually I only get like, a gra if I want to read something, I'll get like graphic novels, and usually graphic novels are packaged... A series, but even then, you know, if you get like a modern series, they got this new stuff. I like I recently got a uh, what was it called? Like Gotham, Gotham Central uh, thing. You know, they have to have lesbian cops in there and stuff like that. Oh, Starfire is so hot. These two female cops talking about how hot Starfire is and stuff like that. And you know, that's you know, that's that's why I stopped reading those comic books because all this uh, social engineering started showing up in the comic books, and you know, I really didn't like that. You know, I know a lot of those people who thought that they were, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, big deals. I mean, it was different in the Silver Age comic books. In, in the Silver Age, you know, the X-Men was a metaphor for, you know, uh, you know, people who are different. You know, anybody who's different. You know, I get that. And it's also a metaphor for racism. Duh. Obviously. But, I mean, uh, modern comics are shit. And they're shit because they're doing stuff with establishment characters. You know, they don't really want to create a new character. What they want to do is they want to bandwagon. They want to grab onto the coattails of Superman and make Superman bisexual. And therefore, DC is woke and so forth. 
And I know that there's a lot of old comic book fans out there who agree with me on this, that, you know, this, you know, try, trying to get woke just to entertain readers is not what people want. They don't want to be, people who want entertainment don't want to be lectured or patronized. They want to be entertained. Oh, that seems pretty simple to me to understand. Go get woke, go broke. All right. One last story before we get out of here. Uh, firefighter reads to girl who just survived a car crash. Quote, the sweetest thing ever. A Montana firefighter appeared in a viral photo sitting in the middle of a street reading a book to a young girl who had just survived a car wreck. First responders were called to the scene of a two-vehicle crash on September 29th at around 8 p.m. in Billings, authorities said. While the car sustained major damage, no injuries were reported. Allie, Allie Marie Schmalls, a bystander at the accident scene, took the photo of the firefighter reading a book to comfort the young girl and posted it on Facebook. Sweetest, sweetest thing ever, Schmalls wrote. This fireman is reading books to a little girl after being in an accident. First responders are amazing. End quote. Fire officials identified the firefighter seen in the viral photo as 26-year-old Ryan Benton of Billings, Billings Engine 4, Fox television stations reported. Benton took it upon himself to read a story to the little girl while her parents dealt with the accident. Billings firefighters uh, media coordinator Cameron Abel said in a statement to Fox television stations on Monday, this allowed her to calm down and allowed the parents the ability to focus on, get, on getting some sense of normalcy back after a traumatic event like the accident. Abel said that Benton is one example of why the department is extremely proud of its people. As this photo shows, our people are the light on a cold and scary night, Abel said. They will be there for you when your darkest moment happens. That's a, whew, that's good to hear. Oh, I teared up a little bit. You know, there's more to, like, uh, uh, saving people, you know, than just pulling them out of a fire or out of a car accident and stuff like that. And so for the uh, a scared young girl who probably didn't understand everything that was happening and didn't understand why mom was so upset, dad is so upset, everyone's freaking out, why there's uh, police and firemen everywhere and stuff like that. You know, it, it, it's, a simple, it's a simple gesture like a firefighter sitting down to read a book to a young girl, you know, just to give her peace of mind or something, uh, something familiar to hang on to in a chaotic moment. You know, e even adults need something like that. You know, and it's, it's, it's always some young, young, idealistic young man like this Ryan Benton of Billings, Montana, engine four. It's always someone like that who really wants to make a real and act a real and meaningful difference in, in the lives around there, around them in, in their community. And it takes a lot of guts to do that. I, yeah, I generally dislike people and kids are dirty and they, <laughs> they're annoying <laughs> so i don't think i have it in me to be a firefighter i don't have it in me to be a cop you know and god bless you know the, the people who do do these things because these are the kind of moments that they sign up for you know this is what they wanted to do is like because maybe they you know at some point you know ryan benton was in a car wreck when he was young and some cop or firefighter did or said something to him and said you know that's the point. That's the point of helping other people. That's the point of, you know, 
why why a society creates creates a police force, why a society creates firefighters, is because you know sometimes we kill, but the real job is to save lives. You know. Anyway, I think I'm going to call that the end of the show. I want to remind you to again, again to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. I would appreciate it. There's plenty of plenty of ways you can donate through there. Uh, you can also send me cash through the cash app. Use the cash tag shockmonkeyradio. Uh, send me a note if you like to. Just a little smiley face emoji or something like that. I don't care. Uh, I would appreciate it. I want to remind you again that we're looking for an intern. And so if you have time in the evenings or you're willing to learn about production of podcasts, and video casts, you know, just email admin at fxbgpr.com or you can email me at madman at fxbgpr.com or if you want to just ask me any question and end up in a mailbag segment one day. Who knows? You can do that if you like. Yeah, so if you are uh, able to, please go over to YouTube if you're not watching it on YouTube right now. If you can, just like, share, and subscribe it, comment on it, help interact with it because it helps me in the algorithm. You know, uh, share your favorite clips with your friends. I would appreciate that. I would appreciate that very much. I'm also on BitChute. Bit Search for Shock Monkey Radio on BitChute if you prefer that. I understand why. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the madman, and I love you. <laughs>